And we're back. Hello, everybody. Appreciate you bearing with me last week as I didn't do anything regarding this show. Hopefully, your week wasn't ruined because of it. Maybe gave you an opportunity to catch up on some previous episodes. Hopefully, that was the case. Maybe gave you the opportunity to listen to the Eric Chenoweth interview, you know, from like three weeks ago. But again, appreciate you always tuning in. Appreciate you bearing with me as I was out of town. Safe, mind you, but out of town it is hot as the devils you know what and this is also the believe in jayhawks basketball program i am jonas nordman and we got some fun stuff to talk about today uh, i'm going to give you an nba update no i know this is a college basketball show and i know this is a kansas basketball show so it's an nba look at what's happening in the playoffs with that jayhawk slant just so you know how all of our our friends are doing our old friends. Uh, something sweeping the internet I want to get to. Uh, I want to talk about that. Something fun, something fresh, something that'll keep you on your toes, maybe get you thinking. And then I'm going to do my best at the very least to tackle the biggest topic in college sports. Oh, it's a big one. Am I qualified to talk about this topic? Probably not. Are you going to learn anything? Hopefully. Regardless, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? As always, you can write in. You can always message me, slide into my DMs at JonasN310 on Instagram. I don't know. Everyone's doing Instagram these days, so I prefer that's where the messages come in. Questions, comments, concerns, flirts. I don't know dudes ladies everything in between you know feel free to to say what's up on top of that let's get to the good stuff as always pass around the show to your friends we got good things going here it is like i said hot as the dickens no matter where you are right now so you're probably not going out and doing too much outside it's a pandemic you're probably not going out and, and doing too much outside so i know you ain't got nothing else to do except to listen to some excellent basketball programs. So pass it to your friends. NBA talk. How are the Jayhawks doing in the NBA playoffs? They just started this week. As always, this is being recorded and posted on a Thursday. Well, not as always. Kind of picked that back up a couple weeks ago. Uh, but it's Thursday, August August 20th. Holy cow. <laughs> what a year. I feel like it was just yesterday. It was New Year's Eve. 2020 it's gonna be my year it's gonna be my decade that's not the case so far all right so it is august 20th today nba playoffs started on a monday so some of these series are actually being played as we speak um, but l- let me give you a quick little update here there are how many players for the jayhawks one two three four five yeah and there's a sixth jayhawk also taking part i'll start with him Jacques Vaughn, remember Jacques Vaughn, former KU point guard, former Spur, bounced around a little bit. He's now the head coach for your, I almost said New Jersey Nets, for your Brooklyn Nets. And they are in a tough pickle. They are facing the defending champion Toronto Raptors. Played them pretty tough yesterday, uh, but Toronto is up 2-0 in that series. Toronto blew out Brooklyn game number one a couple days ago. If you want to see Jacques Vaughn coaching up a storm, for the Brooklyn Nets, you better tune in quickly because that series is going to be over pretty, pretty soon. 
In terms of the next player, I'll start with the guy who got the least run in their first game. Unfortunately, this is a guy that maybe should be playing more considering what happened to his team. Uh, Frank Mason, his Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks are 0-1 in the series to the Orlando Magic who have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Granted, no fans. But hey, they are in Orlando there in that bubble. This is an amazing staff for Frank Mason. In that loss to Orlando, he played zero minutes, technically. But he did register an assist, and he was plus three on the plus-minus scale. So I assume he did not play one full minute, a little bit of garbage time for like 40 seconds or so. I did not see it once I saw the writing on the, ro- uh, the, writing on the wall, if you, if you will. I turned off that game, but zero minutes, one assist. Remarkable stuff from he is Mr. Amazing. Only he could not even play a minute and still get a stat. Moving on, one of my favorite players of my era as a Jayhawk fan, 2013, what a year. Ben McLemore. I think this is someone I may or may not have, sorry, forgotten to go over in my Jayhawks in the Pros review. But hey, I'm mentioning him now. He's in the playoffs, and he is up 1-0 on his opponent, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ben McLemore got the victory, and he's a key contributor for this Houston Rockets team. Look, they have gone small. P.J. Tucker is basically their center, and he's maybe 6'6", 6'7". All they do is shoot threes. It's a perfect scenario for Ben McLemore. 24 minutes, 4 of 7 from three-point range, 14 points. Pretty good game one for Ben McLemore. And they need him to have really good games because, as I mentioned, key contributor. So really solid stuff from BMAC. His career was on the was teetering on the edge there for a second, but this is perhaps the most perfect. That's not a correct way to say that. This is perhaps the perfect scenario for McLemore to be with this Houston Rockets team. Mike D'Antoni may not be there next year. I think that's sort of why they went balls to the wall on the small ball scenario. That was a lot of rhymes. Uh, but it, it's great for BMAC. Go out there, run around, shoot some threes, play a little bit of defense. Not that much. It is the Houston Rockets after all. They're up one nothing against a feisty Oklahoma City Thunder team, the Tunder. The Thunder's rolling, but not against the Rockets yet. Honestly, I know this is a KU slanted show, but the angle of that series is will Chris Paul and James Harden kill each other out on the court for their reunion. I believe Chris Paul said, let's just say James Harden won't be calling to wish my daughter a happy birthday. Harsh stuff. All right. Let's be Mac and the Houston Rockets Rockets. Next up. MK Morris Markeith. Now a member of the Lakers also down. Oh, to one. Oh, one. In their series, they are taking on the Lakers, the Red Hot, Portland Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard. The Portland Lillards, we should basically call them. Not Matthew Lillard. I think that's, a, that's an actor, right? Matthew Lillard, that's the guy who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. I think he was also in that, that show about female empowerment. What was it called? Um, oh, Good Girls. That's right. He's in Scream. That's Matthew Lillard. You know, very versatile actor, actually. But his brother, Damien, 
I'm assuming they're related just because of their last name. He's led the Portland Trailblazers to a one nothing lead over the Lakers. How did Markeith do? Well, he did okay. I mean, 19 minutes, five points. He didn't miss a shot, though. One two-pointer, one three-pointer, 100% field goal percentage. The real news around Keefe, Chief Keefe, is that there's a lot of buzz in Laker land on Laker Twitter. People are kind of sick of seeing JaVale McGee playing these heavy minutes, and a lot of people think it's time. Put Anthony Davis at the starting center spot and start Markeith Morris. We here at the Believe in Jayhawk basketball show greatly agree with that point. If you've got a Morris twin, as we'll talk about in just a second, and it's playoff time, that's a guy you need to be starting. Things get a little rough and tumble, and nothing gets quite rough and tumble like Philly trouble. Speaking of which, McMorris, Marcus, he gets a lot more playing time, is a bit more of a fixture for the LA Clippers. That series, as of last night, is a 1-1 series. Luka Doncic is amazing. Clippers were able to come back and win game one. Were not able to last night against the Dallas Mavs. So now they travel, well, to Orlando for game three, as Dallas will be the quote-unquote home team. Here is Here are the numbers for Marcus Morris through two games. Shooting 54.2% overall, shooting 40% from three, which isn't too bad. He's been settling there in the corner and hitting his threes. 16.5 points per game. I believe he had 19 points in his first game in game one. Again, it was Paul George. It was Kawhi Leonard. And the third star for the Clippers in game one was Marcus Morris and seven rebounds per game. But perhaps his greatest impact came in game one when, like I said, Ain't no trouble like Philly trouble. And when Philly trouble is happening in the playoffs, those Eastern Euros have no idea what hit them. Kristaps Porzingis, Luka Doncic got tangled up with Marcus Morris. Uh, Kristaps had picked up sort of a cheap technical earlier in the game, and he came rushing in as Marcus was getting tangled up with Luka Doncic. And essentially, he goaded the second-best player on the Dallas Mavericks into a second technical. Porzingis was tossed from the game. Clippers went on to win the game. I know things are rough around the edges there in Eastern Europe, on the Eastern Bloc, what used to be behind the red curtain. But if a Morris twin is scuffling with you and it's playoff times and it's balls to the wall, <laughs> you better strap up, young men. I think Luca and Kristaps figured it out last night, though, as they took, the, as they took game two. Just ask the Texas Longhorns in the 2011 Big 12 title game in Kansas City. If I remember correctly, the Morris Twins were yapping, and then they came to play, and they put it on Texas. Love the Morris Twins. I don't know. Are they great guys? Probably not. Seem like good teammates. Seem like good brothers. Them and Thomas Robinson have a great thing going. I want to buy some FOE merch, but it's a little expensive. Hey. He's now Marcus Morris Sr., so he's, he's got a kid. I'm not going to hate on the player. I'm just not going to buy the merch if it's too expensive. I know a deal when I see one. Last, maybe least. No, he's not least, but not least. Joel Embiid. I only say that because 
His Philadelphia 76ers are down 0-2 in the series to the Boston Celtics, and they basically have no chance. Not because of Joel, though. No, no, JoJo's doing his thing. But yesterday's game, Boston beat down the 76ers 128-101. to Wow. For a playoff match, I know there's no Ben Simmons, so it's a little tough for Philadelphia. But here's what JoJo's doing. Joel Embiid, 0-2 in the series, sure, but 30 points per game including yesterday scoring 34 all by his lonesome. 52.8% from the field, 16% from three-point range. That's that's not really going to get it done. And then 13 rebounds per game. So Joel's doing his thing. It's the supporting cast. Maybe it's the system. Um, and perhaps the fact is Joel Embiid is right now being known more f- for his reactions on the sidelines, the memes, and how disappointed he looks. Does he need to get out of Philadelphia? Maybe. He and Ben Simmons reportedly don't really like each other as it is. And do they really fit together? Not really. Ben Simmons is a point guard who can't shoot and does his best work down in the paint. Joel Embiid is a center who can stretch the floor, but considering the fact he's shooting 16% from three in the series so far may not be the best idea. So there you go. Jayhawks in the pros follow along uh, today's Jayhawks. Well, I should say Thursday's Jayhawks. Uh, it will be Markeith Morris. Will he start for the Lakers? Only one way to find out. Ben McLemore will be playing for the Houston Rockets at three 30 Eastern here on this Thursday. And Frank Mason may or may not play for the bucks. He's not a regular zero minutes. Still gets a, a still gets a stat though. I think that's remarkable. Since you're more likely to be listening to this tomorrow on Friday, the Jayhawks on Friday will be Marcus Morris playing at 9 Eastern. Jacques Vaughn will be coaching at 1.30 Eastern. And Joel Embiid will do everything he can to make sure that that series is not a total wash. He will be playing at 6.30 Eastern. All right. Hope you appreciated that. Jayhawks and the pros. Oh, it's so good to see them grow up. It's amazing. Next, I want to discuss something fun. Again, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. Jonas Nordman coming to you live from the surface of the sun. God, it's hot. I just want everyone to remember right now, when it's chilly during the winter, but you're able to do something about it and you're wearing a jacket, I don't want to hear and see anybody tweeting, God, I, I yearn for the days of summer. No, summer is always the worst. You can't do anything about the heat. No, the AC only does so much. But every year, it's the same thing. Oh, my God, it's so hot. But then in the winter, ah, I hate this. I want the sunlight back. No, you don't. One of the other really good college basketball podcasts out there is Mark Titus and Tate Frazier. They now work for Fox Sports, formerly of The Ringer. Mark Titus is famous for his club trillion um, he is a former walk-on. He's a former bench guy for Ohio State during like the Greg Oden years and Evan Turner. So call it the mid-aughts, 06, 07, 08. I believe it was like 05 through 06 or something. But he's a great personality. He loves college basketball. Tate Frazier is a guy he met up, I guess, at the Ringer. Went to North Carolina. Both really personable guys. Both really good at what they do. And they did something fun that was brought to my attention. And was circulating around Twitter where they sort of 
matched up NBA teams that are in the playoffs as recent or just college basketball teams as we know them. I'm going to run through the ones that I agree with the most or maybe disagree also. I think Mark Titus, I, I agree with his list a little bit more than Tate's. Um, you know, I didn't listen to the podcast, so I don't know their re- reasoning. Why would I ever give business to a competitor? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just didn't feel like it. So I'll start with the obvious ones. They both had the Lakers as Duke. Makes sense. Big national brand, uh, a team that people love to hate with superstars and perhaps even players that are getting more attention than they should, i.e., let's say, Grayson Allen. And on the Lakers, you know, Lonzo Ball, a guy who was getting a lot of attention, even though when he was still a Laker, was just bricking three after three after three and not making any sort of jump shot. They both have Kansas on their lists. I don't necessarily understand that they both have the Clippers as KU. Now, this may be Kansas from last year and the Clippers as we know them with Kawhi and Paul George and, you know, Marcus Morris, Avica Zubats, you know, the superstars. I guess it's because they're loaded. They have, in essence, what should be a really good defensive team and are contenders. You know, the Clippers now are considered perennial favorites, especially as they're going to have this nucleus in place. So maybe that's what the reasoning is. The one I like the most, and this was brought up by my friend, Brett. uh, Mark Titus has the 76ers as Arizona basketball. Tate has the 76ers as UCLA basketball. I think they both are perfect fits because Arizona, UCLA, uber talented. Philadelphia, generally has a pretty talented roster. Embiid, Jimmy Butler has come through those doors. Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, now Al Horford's there. And they're not really doing anything, at least anything of substance. On top of that, especially UCLA, but also the 76ers and Arizona, they really are holding on to their past. The Dr. J years, the Charles Barkley years, which is the 90s. And, you know, UCLA is all they really got are the wooden years. 11 national titles, but only one was one outside of the wooden years. And then Arizona, of course, the Lute Olsen years, they haven't really done anything since the mid-90s. <laughs> they really haven't. I love the comparison of the Dallas Mavericks and the Dayton Flyers. I think Dayton was a bit more of a national contender than Dallas might be, but who knows? But they both have that singular superstar. This is from Mark Titus's list, by the way. Luka Doncic you know, equal sign with the line through it or whatever you want. Actually, no, equal sign. because What I'm saying is Luka Doncic, Obi Toppin, singular stars carrying their programs. I think that's a perfect fit. The Rockets as Creighton. Beautiful work there. Uh, again, from Mark Titus's list. <laughs> the Rockets run around, shoot a lot of threes. Creighton Blue Jays, at least last year, ran around, shot a lot of threes. That's a perfect fit. I like the Utah Jazz and Baylor. Slow, methodical, a little boring. Really good defensively. Seem to win a lot. Don't really get anything done, though, when it matters. And lastly, they both have this comparison. The Toronto Raptors and the Virginia Cavaliers. Both perennial favorites. Both got their title finally. Both boring again. Would I really choose to tune in to watch a Virginia game? 
Would I really choose to tune in to a Raptors game, especially post Kawhi? No. But they're probably going to win that game that I don't watch. And they have their title. And they're both the defending champions, actually. <laughs> I did just notice that uh, Tate Frazier has the Celtics equaling the Butler Bulldogs. And that's pretty brilliant, right? Brad Stevens. It's pretty easy. I don't understand the Orlando Magic in USC, though. Maybe it's because of Nikola Vucevic. Has to be. <laughs> uh, and the Blazers as UConn. They both have this. The Blazers as UConn. Being carried by a singular star again. Shabazz Napier, Kemba Walker. Will they take down the big boys? Will they race their way to a title unexpectedly? That's yet to be seen, but that is clever. Check it out. Mark Titus, Tate Frazier. It's on their Twitters. You'll find it. We are heading towards the home stretch here of today's program. So I'm going to do my best to tackle this top topic. All right. You may say you're not qualified, but guess what? You're listening to my show. <laughs> it is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show with Jonas Nordman. That's me. So what is the biggest topic in college sports? It is the fact that college football right is in flux. Big 10, Pac-12, football and fall sports. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily canceled, but pushed or hopefully being pushed to the spring. The SEC is going to try it. The Big 12, yep, the Big 12 is going to try it out. They're going to give it a go. Reduced capacity. Dang, now Kansas football won't have sold out stadiums. Oh, well. (laughs) Is it the right move? I don't know. Does Texas, does the South take football a little bit more seriously? Is it just a different world? Does it mean more down there than it does in, say, I don't know, the West? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You walk up to a Texan and be like, hey, no football this year, okay? (laughs) I'll let you do that, not me. You walk up to someone in Alabama and say, you're not going to have the Iron Bowl this year. Is that cool? Capiche? All right, I'll talk to you later. Enjoy your sweet tea. So they're going to try it out. And who's to say that? Do I, do I agree with people going back to school and being in classes? I don't know. Does it mean that they're necessarily safer on a campus or, you know, where they're surrounded by medical facilities and they can be sequestered in dorms? I mean, again, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, right? At UCLA, they're building these huge new dorms for international students. These places have facilities, or but are kids safer at home? Who's to say right? I'm not a medical professional. But when it comes to college basketball, it's getting tricky because what college basketball has right now is time. Not a lot, but they do have a little. I start by saying that because if you just Be careful, everybody. We will then have college basketball. Right? It's unfortunate that it can't be, hey, if you want to save lives, just be careful. It's if you want your college football, if you want your college basketball, you know, let's let's suit up. Let's suit it and boot it here. But we know that college basketball generally starts November-ish. Do I think that'll happen? Probably not. Or at the very least without fans. Um. 
there has been talk of college basketball bubbles. Does it work? Yes. Look at the NBA. Look at the NHL. Look at the WNBA. If you must. But I just think it's a little ridiculous. And this is what my overarching theme and what my biggest thoughts going to be. My biggest takeaway. I just think it's a little ridiculous to ask these kids who are not being paid to then sequester themselves and go into a bubble for our entertainment like gladiators. You know, put LeBron, put Kawhi Leonard, you know, bubble those guys up. They are professionals who are getting paid a butt ton. You know, if the NFL is going to do a bubble, you know, it is what it is. They get paid a lot. And if they're going to bang their buttons, they're getting paid a lot to really ruin their, their physical being. But to do it for college kids, it doesn't seem right to me. That's, that's my take. Let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know what you, at the very least, let me know your thoughts. I think it'd be, it wouldn't be right to bubble up college kids. I've seen John Calipari, and this is not going to be a, a, I'm not ripping on Calipari here. They're just trying to do what they can. You know, he said, maybe we do the Champions Classic in a bubble this year. That'd be sweet. Don't get me wrong. Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky, all just going round robin potentially. I've seen that suggested. Just a round robin tournament, just playing each other. That'd be unbelievable. It'd be great basketball every single night with the four of the biggest programs in the land. But John Calipari at the end of the day is going to go home to his mansion. Bill Self will. Mike Krzyzewski will. I don't know. I could see Tom Izzo living in like a, a yurt. But apart from that, the kids are going to go back to their dorms. A lot of them are going to be millionaires and go on to the NBA, but they're not yet. You know, you can take it sucks for LeBron and those guys to go away from their families. But to me, it just feels a little bit different. Unless you're going to compensate the college kids who are bubbling up. I don't see that happening, right? That's my take. I'm sticking by it. Let me just say that I'm hoping more than anyone. Look, I want college basketball to start on time. Because if not, if you've never heard someone lose their mind on a podcast, that's going to happen. The day, that the, <laughs> the day that the college basketball season gets delayed is the day that I am going to have an aneurysm on air or on recording. <laughs> when you have a college basketball show with the number one team in the land and March Madness, well, first the Big 12 tournament, then March Madness gets canceled, and then potentially a season gets delayed, yeah. So if you want to if you want to hear a mental breakdown, just wait till <laughs> just wait till that delay of the season. But let's not, you know, why why laugh at someone having a moment? It'll be good. It'll be good content, though. I'm not gonna lie. All right, appreciate you listening. Have a good one. Stay cool. You know, electric bills be damned. Turn on that AC. Turn on your fans. I will speak with you next week. We'll perhaps we'll do another NBA update to see how the guys are doing. You know, KU should have some guys go relatively far. Although you never know with what's happening with the Lakers and the Clippers right now. But stay safe, mask up, keep your distance, wash your hands, turn on the AC, stay cool, stay hydrated, and as always, rock chop.